Welcome to the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. I'm Cassie Hausauer, published writer, wine lover, and founder of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots blog. Each week, I will be bringing you a guest interview with the faces of those in the Western and Rodeo community, getting an up-close and personal look into their lives and season. This episode is brought to you by Sea Over Sea Marketing, specializing in rodeo marketing, athlete sponsorship packages, social media, and promotions. Find Charmaine Crow on Facebook and contact her for your marketing needs. This episode is also brought to you by Equisports Therapy, taking a holistic approach to maintaining your equine athlete. Kathy is hired by the top WPRA athletes such as Sherry Servey, Tammy Key Fisher, and Fallon Taylor, all while competing in Canada. If you're looking for a professional to work on your horse this season, find Equisports Therapy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and book today. Welcome to episode number four of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining in. And I want to extend a big thank you to those of you who have listened in since the first episode. I appreciate your support more than words can even say. Episode number five won't be available to listen to until the first Thursday in July, as this weekend I'm heading off to the Dominican. I'm going to be drinking all the drinks, eating all the tacos and guacamole, and just enjoying the sandy beaches and the sunshine. So you'll have to wait for that one. All right, I'm going to keep this intro short as I'm way too excited about my next interview. Uh, last year, her 2016 highlights included, she won her first Champions Challenge title in Cody, Wyoming. She won High Prairie, Medicine Hat, Teepee Creek, and Airdrie CPRA rodeos. She qualified for her first Canadian Finals rodeo, and she qualified for her second ever Wrangler National Finals rodeo. I hope you enjoy my interview with Miss Jackie Ganter. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Doing really good. Um, so up in Canada, what do you think about our hockey rink-sized arena? And how many of those do you run in down south of the border? They're different. Um, <laughs> it, it definitely takes some preparation. Uh, I think I honestly have to think about those more than any other arena I've ever ran in. Um we don't have any of those in Texas. <laughs> I mean, we have smaller arenas, like 14-second patterns and stuff, but nothing is set up like an ice yeah. hockey rink. The first and the second are so, so narrow, and then the third's a long way. Mm-hmm. And usually the alley to the first, you're, it's a very straight shot. And yeah. so some of my horses, I give a bigger pocket, so mm-hmm. it takes... I don't, it takes a lot of thinking on my part, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've kind of, I've gotten used to him in a sense, but yeah. my, my first year, it was definitely a shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So where have you been in the last week? Have you been back and forth? I did. I went down, uh, one weekend I had, I think six rodeos. I went to the, uh, Santa Maria champions challenge, the mm-hmm. Santa Maria rodeo, uh, Grand Prairie, mm-hmm. Alberta. Um, I went to, I had the Spanish Fork Champions Challenge, yeah. the rodeo in Harriman, Utah. Then I flew back to Leduc. Oh my goodness. I know. It was, it was a wild weekend. This and isn't then, even Cowboys Christmas yet, and you're no, still going like that. It was, that, that was an insane weekend mm-hmm. for sure. And then this last weekend, I really didn't go to much. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and ran at Brooks. It was, like tornado weather is awful. (laughs) And then, uh, I didn't even drive over to Rocky mountain house. It was underwater. Someone sent me a picture. So I just nixed that one. And then I decided I was going to turn out of Marwane as well. Mm -hmm. And someone called me and said, well, there was one fast time in Slack out of the whole Slack. And so I thought, 
I don't know whether I should go or not. And finally, a last minute decision. I got up really early the next morning and yeah. drove over there. I got there about 15 minutes before the perf started and I saddled and got on and rode up there and it paid off. I want to check. So That's awesome. Yeah. But so that weekend was both, both my last weekends have kind of been hectic oh in different gosh, ways. No doubt about that. So since you're rodeoing up here, the CFR must be one of your goals this year. And your boyfriend, Jim Breck, he's also up here. So is that one of his goals as well? Yes, for Perfect. sure. We're both trying to make the CFR. Um, you know, he rodeoed up here some last year, yeah. but not long enough to really try to make the CFR. Mm-hmm. And then last year after I made it and, you know, I had fun at the CFR and stuff. Now it's something we both kind of want to do yeah. together. Cool. So hopefully we can get that pulled off. Definitely. That's awesome. So, okay. We talked about Cowboy Christmas or at least how busy you were for the last couple of weeks. So coming up will be C- Cowboy Christmas. How many rodeos are you expecting to run at? Do you even know? I do actually. I have it all written down. Oh, it's, good. It's crazy. Um, I kind of, I mean, in a way I kind of started off this weekend. If you want to ca- count Reno. Yeah. Um, so I'm up at Innisfail tonight. Yeah. I have Reno Sunday. Uh, then I go to Pecos, Texas, Springdale, Arkansas, Wainwright, Alberta, Sundry, Alberta, back to Reno, hopefully for the short round. Yeah. Then I go to Wainwright short round, Pinoca, oh Airdrie, Williams Lake, yeah. St. Paul, Livingston, Greeley. Then on the 3rd of July, I will either have the Greeley short round, the Pinoca short round, or the rodeos at Belfouche and Mowbridge. Oh, so I could be, I don't know where I'm going to be on the third and then on the actual 4th of July, I'll be at Cody and Red Lodge and then, uh, fly. Well, I think actually now I've decided I'm going to drive, but I'll come back up here to start my first round at Calgary on the seventh. Oh my goodness. How many rigs do you guys have on the road at one time? Uh, over this 4th of July, I'm actually going to have three, which is the most I've ever had. Uh, I'll have Jim Breck up here in Canada. I'll have my mom in Reno and then uh my mom's boyfriend will be in Texas to take me to Pecos and Springdale wow so it's gonna be nuts (laughs) that's so wow I can't get over that holy smoke so this is gonna be your second year heading to Calgary now that you've run there once before do you have a different plan for this year or anything that you're gonna do different I don't really hope it doesn't rain and bring your water wings. (laughs) Um, I hope it rains. Actually, I hope it comes a flood just like last year. Um, I, right now I'm a little bit torn on kind of what my game plan is for Calgary. Mm -hmm. And if it comes a torrential downpour like last year, I will run jet and I'll stick with him through it. And so right now I'm a little bit second guessing myself on kind of what I need to do if I need to win rounds. You know, obviously I'm, I'm there to, to win rounds, but you know, Last year, I kind of stayed consistent, and then it paid off in the end. And, you know, I I would win, you know, either fourth or fifth. I think one round I was third. So, you know, I kind of just need to see... I don't know. I think I'll kind of feel it out, see what's happening by then, especially since hopefully I'll have won some more money by then, too. Mm -hmm. Good. No, that's awesome. If it's not raining really hard, torrential downpour, do you know who you'll run? I'm actually... Every horse that I own will be in Calgary. So (laughs) we're getting all three rigs are going to, like, meet in Calgary. And so I will have every horse. The whole herd Uh, of them. I will. I have a whole herd. Um, So honestly, I don't, I don't know if... If it's a torrential flood, which I hope it is, yeah. because I have a mudder, and I love <laughs> yeah. my mudder. I love to run yeah. into the mud. So if it's a torrential downpour, it'll be jet Perfect. all the way. Yeah. If not, I don't have a clue. <laughs> You've got too many to pick from. Um, speaking of horses and how many you have, you have another one, Mitchell. 
Tell us about Mitchell. Yes, I just got him. Uh, I got him from a girl named Carrie Bro, and she lives in Las Vegas. Okay. And it was crazy. I went to the my friend that's a vet in Vegas and uh, asked her if she knew of anything. I've been looking for a horse all winter. I've struggled tremendously with horses being sick or hurt, yeah. and some are still hurt. It's just kind of been an ongoing struggle, and so I've been looking for another horse. And we asked her, you know, or, do you know of anything? And a horse walked mm-hmm. out of the clinic about that time. And she said that horse right there, he was there getting his teeth floated Yeah, and he wasn't for sale, nothing. And when we talked to Carrie and she was super nice and she let me try him the next day. Awesome. And, uh, I ran it in exhibitions, but I would have won the jackpot by three tenths. Oh my gosh. And I loved him and I took him and Right after that, I took him to one rodeo. We had a good run. We were just out of placing. And then I took him and I placed at Santa Maria, which yeah. was super tough because it was right after the Champions Challenge. And so uh, that's who I'm planning on riding in Reno. Good. And I'm so excited about him. It's It was kind of, I think, fate works, you know, in mysterious ways. Totally. And I think he was he was meant to meant to be. Right there. Yeah, totally sure. was. So I follow Jackie on Instagram, and I know a lot of people do because she's got, like, over 10,000 Instagram <laughs> followers. And one of the things I saw on there that I thought was kind of cool, you were doing a project with Red Bull. Can you tell us about that? Anything about it? Um, yeah. We've actually um, kind of been back and forth mm-hmm. lately, uh, looking at clips, small clips and stuff. Yeah. And so I can't talk a whole lot about it okay. until it, it debuts, but I don't think it'll be too long. Okay, good. Um, we're kind of in the final stages of tweaking this, tweaking mm-hmm. that. And so I don't think it'll be too long, but it'll be really neat. Um, I don't think it'll be anything that uh, the probably the world of barrel racing's ever really seen. Yeah. And it'll kind of tune in to more to um me and um my horse rather than what uh someone normally would see or hear uh sitting in the stands. Cool. So it's a it's a different perspective on on run and barrels yeah. for sure. Oh that's awesome because I, I do remember the one picture where you've got like all the equipment on yep. and you're holding the microphone. Yeah. Okay, well cool. Guys, look out for that. The first time that I had asked you what your favorite run was, I think it was a big jackpot run. But now another two years has gone by. What's been your favorite run in the past two years? Uh probably either uh Medicine Hat Alberta. Mm-hmm. Baby J uh won the rodeo by a little bit over half a second. Oh my gosh. And set the arena record. Yeah. And I believe from what I can find, I think he set the arena record by two tenths. I believe it. And it was one of the most unbelievably flawless runs going that fast I've ever made in my entire life. Holy. It was it was unbelievable. And then uh a run that would match that would be um the 10th round of the 2015 NFR when I knew I'd won rookie. Cool. So either one of those are, those are both pretty high on my list. No doubt. <laughs> okay. The growl. We got to talk about the growl. Um, I've heard more girls growling in their runs now. And I remember Jackie doing this in 2014. Can you tell people why you growl in case you guys forgot? <laughs> why do you growl? Well, um, way long ago, I don't even remember what year that would have been. Uh, Jordan Briggs yep. taught it to me. It was back when I rode Frenchman's Jester. Yes. And I would quit riding and, um, uh, she told me that if I would growl, it would 
keep my mind off of, you know, sitting and focusing on the barrel. And she said, if I would just growl and look at the wall, she said, you won't think about the barrel. And she said, you'll keep riding. It'll keep your mind off of things. And so ever since then, I've done that. Yeah. And that is the most effective thing I've ever, ever, the most effective tool in a run I think I've ever been told. It is. It gets your mind totally. Because, I mean, sometimes I'll smooch, you know, but I think growling makes you ride Ten times harder. Yeah, definitely. And that's how I like to ride, and so I think it's it's very beneficial for me. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think a lot of people would probably try to do it because they're like, "Oh, I I sound silly doing it," but if you can do it, it's obviously working. They do, and like I don't do it usually. Like the only way you can hear me is if it's like a slack and it's like yeah. dead quiet. Like <laughs> yeah. some people are kind of loud about it, and yeah. I'm a little self conscious about <laughs> it. So like I'm gonna do it yes. because I want to win and yes. it helps me, but. I'm not going to be loud. Like, no. I'm going to try to be as quiet as possible. Like, if it's a slack, <laughs> you're going to hear me. And I'm kind of like, oh, great. You're not like a jungle cat and you're super loud. No, no but I can just, I'll watch a video from a slack that I want to post and I'm like, I'm going to get reamed for that. <laughs> but oh, well. Oh, that's so funny. So, okay. Along with growling, how do you keep on top of your mental game? Like, do you read any specific books or do you meditate or are there videos you watch to just kind of help you keep focused and like on top of your mental game? Uh, you know, I think honestly, um, to stay on my mental game, I think I kind of go more towards friends. Yeah. Um, I lean on not very many people, but the few that I do, I depend on very heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, Jim Brack, uh, Stevie Hillman, mm-hmm. she has been, her and Ty have been so unbelievable this year. She has had, you know, everybody knows she's had a phenomenal year mm-hmm. and I haven't had the year that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And Stevie and Ty have been there. If I made a good run, they were the first to tell me congratulations. Yeah. And if I made a bad run, they were the first ones to hug me. Yeah. And I, I couldn't be more thankful for them. Those are good people and to have. They even, you know, Stevie, we were at uh, the Champions Challenge in Reading, mm-hmm. and she gave me a daily devotional book that yeah. was her own. Yeah. She had it for herself. It was, I mean, she bought it purely for herself. And she said that God had told her that I needed it more than she did. Yeah. And she gave it to me, and it has been ever since then. You know, I read it every day. It's, yeah. It's unbelievable, and oh, I, I so can't nice. thank her enough for being there for me. Good. That's so nice to have. You need those kinds of friends. Everybody does. Yes. For yes. sure. Good. Okay. You've got too many horses to pick from, but who has been your most favorite horse over the last few years? Um, you know, it's hard. It kind of depends on what you're looking at. Um, my most consistent horse obviously is Jet. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if I need a good solid run and I need reliable, I get on Jet. And that's, that's a lot of fun because, you know, some people don't have that horse mm-hmm. that they can just depend on. When I send him down an alley, we may not win first, but I know what our run's going to look like. Yeah. And I know that we, you know, we have a good shot at placing. Yeah. And he just, you know, sometimes he's not like the baby J to blow their doors off, but and you know, that's fun too. Yes. Baby J is probably my favorite horse to go win first on. Yeah. But you know, when you have that kind of speed, you don't always win first. Yeah. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna hit barrels sometimes. You're gonna slip sometimes yeah. going that fast. And then, you know, you get on jet and you just go make the same run every time. Yeah. And so I think 
Probably between those two, those two. I'm pretty torn. It yeah. just kind of depends on what you're shooting for okay. more cool. would be which one was my favorite. Yeah. Well, it'd be hard to pick. I wouldn't be able to. That's why I had to ask a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to go into rapid fire questions. George Strait or Garth Brooks? George Strait. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Oh, yeah, you you must just love the Rocky Mountains. And I saw the cutest picture of you with a moose, a little baby moose calf. Yeah, we oh, saved it. That's adorable. I, I just know. love it. Uh, what's your favorite snack on the road? Um, Either beef jerky or Scooby-Doo snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your favorite Canadian restaurant? Oh, Boston Pizza. Yeah? Love yeah. it. Y'all have a lot of food up here that's not edible <laughs> compared to the States. <laughs> so I Everything at Boston Pizza I like pretty oh, much. Gosh. Some places, if you stray off, it gets a little sketchy. Gets a little sketchy. A yes. little different than the United <laughs> States. <laughs> Your favorite lipstick or lip chap? Um, I don't really wear either. Okay. I guess I kind of wear like whatever, like ninety nine cent chapstick <laughs> they have at the convenience store. I don't really have a favorite. <laughs> favorite pair of cowboy boots nakona okay uh if your life were a movie what song would play when you walk in a room um the only song that ever comes to mind when i get asked a question about a song is that fight song yeah um that came out in 2015 in my rookie year it was so inspirational to me that that's kind of my song and okay good i think everybody kind of relates that song to me because i've emphasized on it so heavily yeah um so probably that song okay that's a good song to pick um if you could have lunch with anyone dead or alive who would it be and why uh my dad Mm -hmm. because he passed away when i was eight Mm -hmm. so that would be nice to have for sure be my dad yes do you have any rodeo or arena superstitions um i always say i'm not superstitious and then i do a lot of things that are superstitious (laughs) um i always wear some sort of necklace. Mm-hmm. It's been several different ones. My whole rookie year, I had a J uh, that my mom gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I've worn a uh, horseshoe that mm-hmm. my grandma gave me. Obviously, I need to go back to the J. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was my year. This horseshoe had been very lucky. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I always wear a necklace of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, like, right before I go in... Um, I mash down my hat really far, and mm-hmm. I check my earrings. I don't know if that's a superstition or just habit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I'm that no. superstitious. Okay. Okay. Uh, what has been your most embarrassing run? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, probably Pinocchio, my rookie year. Oh no. Um. I showed up with the attitude. I didn't even have an ad. I knew for a fact I was going to win Pinocchio. Yeah. Because it was the biggest added money rodeo that I got into my rookie year. Yeah. And I was so excited to be there. And I went and looked at the arena, had a game plan, had the whole deal. I started warming Baby J up. He reared up the whole time I warmed him up. And I thought, this is not great, but I'm okay. I'm still going to win the rodeo. And he got probably a solid 30 feet by the first. About that at the second. And then got so far by the third that we were 
almost to the bucking suits. No. And if you've never seen Pinocchio, just look up a video and see how far the third barrel is from the bucking chutes because it's a long way. It is, it is. And, like, I think we ended up running, like, because, of course, I wasn't going to quit at that nope. point because nope. at that point, I'm like, we've still got a shot. So I kept whipping. I think we ended up, like, two and a half seconds off. Oh, wow. It was a disaster. Oh. It was definitely a wreck. And so, in... Honestly, like, I was so mad then, but now I just laugh about it. You can it. laugh about it, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, if you weren't rodeoing, what would you be doing instead? Um, I don't know. I've thought about that a lot, honestly, because yeah. I feel like at some point in life I need a backup plan. Yeah. And I, I haven't really found anything that sounds too appealing. <laughs> um, You're young yet. You got time. You I, I guess, <laughs> like, I mean, if I wasn't going to rodeo, like, I want to do something with horses, so yeah. train horses. Yeah. But, like, outside of that, I really have no clue. <laughs> no world without horses. You ought to have the horses. I do. Uh, and final question. What's the best rodeo advice you would give a person? Anything. Uh, never give up. Yes. Uh, I sign all of my autograph sheets, do the impossible. Cool. Um, rodeo at pretty much all times of the year, even if you're winning, seems impossible. Yeah. You'll get somewhere, you know, you'll be on a win streak and you'll get somewhere and, you know, 70 people will have ran and dry and you'll be five foot underwater. And, you know, it's just things happen. You're, you'll have three flats in one day. Yeah. Your truck will break down. Your your horse will get crippled. You, yes. you know, it's kind of never-ending rodeoing, yeah. and so everything seems impossible. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I always sign all my autograph sheets do the impossible, because cool. that's what it's like rodeoing. Like, you have to feel like you're doing the impossible pretty much every day of your life. That is the best advice I think I've ever heard. Perfect. Okay, well, that wraps things up for us. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. I appreciate it. Yep, thank you for having me.